I'm Susan Grace, and this is Be the Evidence. We are at the full moon in Gemini. Um, this full moon is kind of intricate and complicated, and I'm, I'm going to flesh it out a lot more for the Be the Evidence.live members in tonight's live call. We have our live calls on uh, Wednesday nights at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, and then the replay is up the next day on Thursdays. So I'm going to talk with them uh, a, a lot more about this full moon. But right now in this podcast for everyone, I'm going to try and hit on the mechanics of how to navigate this energy without getting so complicated that it blows you out and it just makes the confusion in a fog even more confusing. <laughs> right, right now we're in a confusion in a fog is uh, the the Mars retrograde in Gemini squaring um, the Pisces energy. It's just been like, it's, it, it's just really hard to figure out what's happening. So I'm going to try and walk towards this slowly without it being overly complicated. Okay. Full moon in Gemini is conjuncting Mars retrograde at 16 degrees Gemini. Obviously it's opposing the sun and Sagittarius. Um, while Venus is at the galactic center, 27 degrees Sagittarius. It is between Sagittarius and Gemini. So it's about beliefs and uh, thinking and information. Mars retrograde is try to pull back and don't take in all of the information because some of the information that is that you're being bombarded with is noise. And noise would be um, thinking about every single thing that has ever happened ever to get to where you are today in your life. Some of it is noise. This one time in third grade, or if only I hadn't said that one stupid thing, or I can't believe I took that job, or why did I choose that house? Or if I'd only figured out that one relationship sooner, my whole life would have changed. You, listen, you can't undo any of that. You can't. But where information is useful in how you make decisions for yourself going forward, great. Allow that to come in. So Mars retrograde is don't go bashing into walls with every single bit of information that crosses your mind, because that's how you get confused. It's very easy to talk yourself into and out of all kinds of things right now, because there's no place for it to land. And, it, and it's also very easy to get into arguments with other people. I can't tell you how much I'm witnessing two people saying the exact same thing, and they're both right fighting. When they're saying the same thing, okay? And and so the 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 noise and confusion and a fog is high. But what's happening is that we're trying to get clean of opening up to the unlimited possibilities in life outside of the stories that we tell ourselves. How you know you're telling a story is whenever you insist on one particular outcome and then assume there are unlimited possibilities to get you to that one outcome. That's a story. That is not unlimited possibilities. And so how do you get out of that? How you get out of it is really you go to the nodes. So Mars retrograde at the full moon in Gemini. Mars is the ancient ruler of Scorpio. So, and the south node is in Scorpio. South node in Scorpio is 
anything that's got you into ruminating, regret, self-loathing, holding on to the past, can't let it go. You got to get that out of the way. Just let go of it. If you have um, mined it for all it's worth, if you have worked through your healing process, if you have integrated yourself to where those stories of what happened are not useful to you in present time anymore, I'm not talking about bypassing. I'm saying if you actually have dug in and done the work, you need to let it go. Now, if you haven't cleaned it all the way out, then dig in further. You got to clean that shit all the way out. Mars, the ancient ruler of Scorpio. Venus at the galactic center. Venus is the ruler of Taurus, where North Node and Uranus is. It's trying to push you outside your comfort zone in reaching for a higher quality of life. Outside your comfort zone means that it means raising your self-worth past what feels sane. It means that you open up to uh, possibilities of what you could do without permission from anyone else, without approval from anyone else. You do it purely because it resonates with what you want to receive the benefit of. Taurus is a manifester, but the rule of Taurus is Venus and Venus is a receiver. So Taurus manifests what it wants to receive the benefit of. If you are stuck in the value systems of other people around you that don't match what you find valuable and important for your own life, you are where you should not be. You're falling into the South Node. Allowing control over your own life about what you want to make of it to go to somewhere else, some it's generational, it's systemic, it's societal, whatever. It's it's trauma patterns in your own head. If you're keeping yourself small about what you want for your own life, then you got to clean out more in the south node. Okay, so you work through the nodes to to navigate the full moon in Gemini and Venus at the galactic center in co-presence uh, with the sun in Sagittarius. If you want to go even further, and honestly, I don't think it's a matter of if you want to, I think this is going to happen no matter what, but if you want to participate in allowance proactively to take this all the way, you got to go back to 2012. In 2012, the, um, in the first eclipse cycle, um, in June, June of 2012, it was a um, full moon lunar eclipse uh, with the lunar eclipse in Sagittarius and sun in Gemini that was conjuncting Venus retrograde at 16 degrees. Same place Mars is right now during this full moon in Gemini. You go forward to September, then the nodes went into Scorpio and Taurus inverse from where they are now. South node, in, south node was in Taurus, north, north node was in Scorpio. Then go forward more. If you go to the uh, new moon solar eclipse in November, that had Mars at 27 degrees at the galactic center in Sagittarius where Venus is now. If you go forward even more to December, that's when, that's when uh, the, the end of the Mayan calendar, the galactic shift happened. It was whenever um, it marked when our solar system started going back into consciousness. So what does all that mean? At that time in 2012, it became very obvious that we had signed on for um, something that probably looked good on paper or was a pro-survival decision in the moment 
or uh, told a good story on a superficial level that had become toxic. The truth of the matter was that you were where you should not be. Whatever was going on then was actually hurting you. If you thought, yeah, I know it's hurting me, but I'll figure it out later. Those transits between Scorpio and Taurus and Gemini and Sagittarius, and even further, Saturn and Pluto were in mutual reception. Saturn was in Capricorn and Pluto, Saturn was in Capricorn. No, Saturn was in Scorpio. Pluto was in Capricorn and Pluto and Capricorn was squaring Uranus and Aries. You have to take responsibility for your own action. You have to take responsibility for your own action about how you ended up in a situation that you knew wasn't good for you. And it was going to fall apart no matter what. Scorpio does not negotiate. So if you're like, I'm going to figure it out later, those transits said later is now. So this is it. And if you were in resistance at the time, which full disclosure, I was in high resistance at the time. (laughs) I was uh, a wee lass in navigating energy at that time. (laughs) And I thought that I could uh, go to battle with actual planets, several of them at the same time and somehow win. <laughs> oh, God, I, I could not. I could not do that. <laughs> um, no matter this is having gone through that side note, having gone through trying to fight off planets, uh, a couple things that I am a firm believer in to this day is that um, the planets do not give up on you and they know what they're doing. There's consciousness within the planets and their effect on uh, life is something that you, you can't fight off a planet. So you can navigate it. You can work with it. You can be in the flow of it or you can resist, but you're not going to win. So uh, at that time it was a, total and complete breakdown north node in scorpio uh with its ancient ruler mars at the galactic center your actions have got to get into alignment with unlimited possibilities which means that so far they haven't been scorpio's modern ruler pluto and capricorn pluto and capricorn square uranus and aries listen these are your actions nobody's doing anything to you which if you had told me that at the time, I'd be like, fuck you and fuck you again, because I definitely felt like something was being done to me. But I, you know, lived experience uh, give, gives you wisdom. Looking back, it was definitely my own actions. I signed on for those things. I knew full well they weren't good for me. I thought that I could work them out over time. It's fine. You know, it looks good on paper. Uh, I cannot give up on this story. I'm invested in this story. I have too much into the story of how I want this to turn out. And I am not giving up. Whew, did I hurt myself? Wow. I don't do that shit anymore. And no one should. That is part. Pluto went into Capricorn in 2008, breaking apart all rigid control systems, traditions, rules, expectations. Um, uh, systemic, systemic things like like education system, healthcare system, government, uh, organized religion, and the rigid stories we tell ourselves about how it's always been, therefore it has to be now, and you're just absolutely de- determined to make this story go where it's going to go into the future. But life is not a story. There is the art of storytelling. Yes, for sure. I mean, 
It's how we pass on knowledge. It's how we have creative expression. It's how we have historical record. It's where we uh, communicate and bond together over our shared stories. Absolutely. But life is not a story in the unfolding going forward. You don't know what's going to happen at the end of the sentence that I'm speaking right now. And this sentence is going to go on for longer than you think. Because I have more and more things to say about this topic, and it can just keep going and going and going to prove the point that you still don't know when I'm going to end this sentence. I'm going to end it now. <laughs> okay? Like, it's the discovery of the unknown. We hurt ourselves when we get ourselves into uh, how we think it has to be or um, borrowing from other people's value systems. Like, I did it because my parents told me that was the only thing to do. Or I did it because my partner said this is going to be a wonderful life, even though it was killing me inside. Okay. I did it because I got approval from everyone around me. But when I laid my head down at night, I was crying uncontrollably and it happened every single fucking night. Shit like that. Okay. It's you were where you should not be and it fell apart. Now, if you go for, take that, take that. Okay. 2012. There's a lot of markers in this full moon chart that goes back to 2012. Take that forward 10 years, which, holy shit, if you were actively paying attention to this shit in 2012, which I, I was, um, if someone said, listen, you're not going to understand this fully until 10 years from now, I would have been like, oh my God, I quit. <laughs> but yet here we are, we're fine. <laughs> Take it forward 10 years. Take it forward 10 years, and now South Node is in Scorpio. Anything that you're holding on to, like, my God, I can't believe I got myself into that shit. Or, oh, my God, I don't know. I'm afraid to want things because what if I end up wanting things that are bad for me again? Right? Or what if I end up wanting something that turns bad and I don't realize it? Right? There's, there's fear of um, those old remnants repeating themselves. And the reason why you have that fear is because you're holding on the story of your brokenness. It's more of a story. If you can get into real time and let go of what happened, take forward the wisdom that you gained from it, get clean in the present moment, clear out your head, drop the story, open up to possibility and discovery, then we can get into a higher quality of life. Then we can solve the, the issues that are in front of us without getting fatalistic about it. We have a lot of issues to solve amongst each other. Um, and in our personal lives too, we have a lot of issues to solve, but that can be, that can be adventure seeking. Sagittarius loves an adventure. Wow. Venus at the galactic center, opening up to the adventure in life. I was born with Venus at the galactic center, uh, with North node too. Venus and North node at 29 degrees conjunct the galactic center. Man, I am, I am here for it. Whatever this sucker is, I am here for it all the time. But let me tell you, uh, one of the things that can be uh, a sticking point when you're always open up to discovering the new. I'm also, uh, Jupiter's the ruler of Sagittarius. My Jupiter is an Aquarius. So I'm, I'm all about future forward. If I can let go of ruminating and holding on to how I thought it was going to be, I still have to let go of my Scorpio stuff to do it, right? But when you're, when you're future forward, <clears throat> And you're open to hope and possibility being alive no matter what. Sometimes it makes you very aware of no matter what, 
like even now yeah even now mm -hmm. and one thing that i've learned is that when i feel myself shutting down about not being able to see hope and possibility it's always because i'm in a fear of something that happened before i'm stuck in a story because those things aren't happening right now because i'm not trusting myself because i'm not giving myself credit for lived experiences informing different decisions going forward okay so the adventure of your life is always unfolding and it's informing the next thing that you're going to do things that hurt you things that make you feel small things that shut off your capability to see solutions and choices and possibilities that are always on offer if you can't see them it doesn't mean they're not there i think we talked about this in the last podcast that hope and possibility are alive no matter what. You either believe that all the time or none of the time. Hope and possibility aren't present only when you can see them. They're always there, all the time. It's just how we get hung up on uh, the fear of our vulnerability and uh, how we insist upon th things being uh, how they are in our head or being very afraid that life is not in our favor and that we lead into the unknown with fear rather than discovery. All those things that get us hung up because, you know, that's being human. We were not born with an exoskeleton. We're exposed all the time. But I'm telling you, if you'll work with this, if you'll sit on your hands for a little bit longer and open up to what do you want to receive as an experience or a feeling? Don't get hung up on. Um, experiences or feelings being finite commodities. You do not have to take from one to give to another. You wanting more for yourself does not mean you're, somebody else is going to have less. That's not what that means. It's unlimited. Experiences and feelings are unlimited. There is more than enough for everyone. It's abundant. What do you want to experience? How do you want to feel? Stop yourself when you get into uh, yeah, but, yeah, but, you know, it's December, you know, <laughs> or yeah, but, you know, the car's broken down, so probably can't plan on the future. Come on. Yeah, but I can't even imagine how I'd meet somebody new. So, hmm. but come on. Yeah, but don't, Sagittarius doesn't do yeah, buts. Okay. It's, I, I've been talking with people in the last week or two about, Here's how you lead on what do you want to receive as an experience or an emotion. You lead with Jupiter's, again, Jupiter's a ruler of Sagittarius, <clears throat> and <clears throat> Mercury's a ruler of Gemini. Working with those two, um, Sagittarius says, wouldn't it be interesting if, wouldn't it be interesting if, and let it be wild, wouldn't it be inter interesting if aliens were to drop down out of the sky and tell us what the plan is? That would be pretty fucking interesting, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't it be interesting gemini says that too that's interesting huh and then when you when you work more with taurus it gets into what would that look like what would it look like if what would it look like if you know you moved from the country into the city what it would look what would, what would it look like if you got married but you didn't live together what would it look like if you lived in homes seasonally. 
what, it, what, what would it look like if uh, your children went to school in Indonesia? What? <laughs> what would it look like? Open it up. Opening it up. Venus opens up. Open up to unlimited possibilities. Now, uh, unlimited possibilities, there's some of that that is just fantastical that you're not going to end up doing. Okay, so the galactic center, uh, Venus in the galactic center is squaring into Neptune and Jupiter and Pisces. That can, it, for sure, it can have you like dreaming up all kinds of stuff. So what? Let it be inspirational. Okay? Like, wouldn't it be interesting if uh, aliens were to drop down out of the sky and tell us what the plan is? Yeah, that would. I wonder if I could achieve the same thing by getting uh, deeper into my own transcendental meditation. <gasps> I bet you could. I bet you could. I bet you could figure it out that way. Okay? It's, it's open up. Realize, you know, probably, wouldn't it be interesting if, as humans, we could fly with our own hands? That would be interesting. <laughs> but it's probably not going to happen, right? But I don't know. Maybe you want to learn how to fly a plane right? It's open up. Open up. We are trying to get into future forward. Okay. In March, Pluto's going to go into Aquarius, dip in for March to June, come back out in Capricorn, go back in um, the beginning of 2024 and stay there for 19 years. Saturn's going to move into Pisces in March as well. <clears throat> we'll finally get Mars out of Gemini in March as well. So we're, we're going to start moving on. Uh, while Uranus is still in Taurus, we're trying to get future four, but that means clear out your head, clear out this, the rigid stories you hold on to that's limiting your perception on what's possible. Clear out the ruminating, clear out your vessel so that you can receive more. You can believe in yourself, want more for yourself and trust yourself in the discovery. Thank you for joining me this week. If you'd like ongoing support outside of these podcasts, you're invited to register as a member at BeTheEvidence.Live and receive your invitation to join all of our community in the new app, which we are very excited about. You can also schedule one-on-one -on -one time with me at SusanGrace.org. We'll talk again soon.